0: Hello and welcome to the download. I'm your host Dave Richardson, and uh, back from vacation. So sorry, uh, sorry we were we were off a couple of weeks, uh, but back today with uh, Stu Kedwell and Stu's Day. Stu, welcome back. Hi, Dave. Thanks for having me. I hope you had a good vacation. Great vacation. Sorry to let you down the the the, the last couple of weeks. And and I know what uh, a, a lot of regular listeners look forward to each quarter uh because you uh you're one of the foremost uh, experts in in this in this area in the country uh are your thoughts on bank earnings i know we a couple of weeks ago we did a little bit of a preview of what was what you thought might be coming or what we might see in the bank earnings but now that all the major canadian banks have reported uh w- w- what did you call out of those reports that that you think is interesting for investors
1: yeah great uh well i thought you know generally they were you know kind of in line with what we were expecting uh you know, sometimes the numbers are a little bit higher, a little bit lower, and you have to, you know, kind of get into the uh, financial statements to see what's really going on. And I thought some of the key considerations were first and foremost, uh, the capital ratios of the banks were very robust. And we've talked a lot about that in the past, because when you're in a period where the earnings can bounce around, capital is really important, uh, because it leads you to believe that, um, you know, whenever we might get to the other side of this, the risk of a bank having to issue capital is uh, is substantially lower when they're that healthy. And, uh, you know, if in fact, uh, you know, two of the banks that had their dividends on dividend reinvestment, Bank of Montreal and TD Bank, their, their capital positions actually were so good that they took their dividends off that plan. Okay. So that leaves the entire sector uh, without using the dividend reinvestment, which means... The bank management feels pretty good about their current capital ratios. Um, you know, the second thing that uh, you look for, which bounces around like crazy, is provisions for credit. And again, that was a, a bit of a pleasant surprise. Um, you know, the banks make estimates based on what they see in the economy and and uh, come to you know decisions on whether or not they're appropriately provided for everything they see. And uh, many of the banks saw slightly lower provisions than than uh, analysts were looking for. So again, you know, on the, along the lines of capital, they feel pretty good about their allowances. Uh, number one question, and it was the majority of the conference calls, was how will the deferral programs go as they start to come to the end in the fourth quarter? And, um, you know, which of those deferral loans will uh, actually need to be, you know, actually go sour and how will the banks deal with that. But, uh, you know, again, I think um, on the whole, the banks felt, the reasonably well positioned to deal with all that. From a longer term standpoint, the things that we pay very close attention to are the net interest margins, which have been significantly impacted by this low interest rate environment. I think, you know, a couple of things there. The first is it's not likely to get better anytime soon, but many of the banks said it's also not likely to get worse. So um, you know, while we might drift down a little bit uh, this time next year, we'll have annualized the worst of the compression in the net interest margin, and then from you know the kind of two other sources that uh, that we look for is loan growth and non-interest income. And uh, loan growth was you know pretty good on the mortgage front. We're going to have to see how that comes together into 2021 and 2022 as the economy recovers. And then on the non-interest front uh, you know some areas bounced back quite nicely like uh, some credit card spending what have you trading was spectacular that's not likely to persist at these levels so um you know, all in uh, you know pretty a uh, reasonable quarter um you know i think investors were comforted by the high capital ratios but we still have to you know deal with a bit of uncertainty as to when bank earnings recover and uh, you know we're still looking like late 2021, 2022 uh, for the sector, and that was generally consistent with what we were at going into the
0: uh, report. Yeah, I think I think if, uh, if if someone plays the tape from our our, our previous recording, that's uh, that's that's exactly what they, they they would have heard from you. What in terms of what this says about the strength of the economy and the progress that the Canadian economy has made in terms of the recovery from the, the, the full shutdown of the economy and, and maybe even extrapolate it over to to, to how, how the U.S. economy is recovering as well. W- what do you think the, the, the bank earnings signal around our progress back towards um, a normalization of the growth we were experiencing before?
1: Well, it says uh, very consistent with kind of what Eric has been saying is that there's a good chunk of the economy that comes back quickly. And then there's another chunk of the economy that comes back more slowly and a um, little hard to say here because I think we're all a little bit anxious as we get into September and how school reopenings go and and, uh, and what have you. Definitely a topic of conversation in, in our household over Labor Day. So, you know, the economy is, is, is bouncing back. The government uh, programs that are trying to provide support, uh, everyone's very focused on how those will mature and everyone seems quite committed to it. So... You know, the economy is the economy is bouncing back, but a lot of the easy part of that recovery uh, has taken place a little bit, so it's going to be a bit more of a grind from here.
0: Which can create a little bit more volatility in markets. We're seeing that over the last few days, and it comes back to one of your favorite strategies, uh, which we've talked about a, a few times on the podcast, and that's dollar cost averaging for investors.
1: Yeah, hundred um, percent. You know, we've talked about you know where the level of markets are relative to fixed income, where. Uh, real interest rates are which are effectively negative at this level so you know time trying to turn the volatility into your friend as we go through uh school reopenings as we go through some political uncertainty having a roadmap in front of you that uh, you stick to uh, during that period of time can be highly beneficial to uh, your long-term investment plan so you know that also is uh, is uh, still 100 percent true
0: yeah, and uh, and and it it certainly appears as if we're we're going to go into a period with uh, uh, once again some elevated volatility. Stu, uh, thanks as always, and and uh, we'll look forward to uh, maybe digging more into some of this volatility and, and what we're seeing in different parts of the market when we uh, we connect with you next week. But thanks again. Great, thanks, Dave.